<laughs> oh yeah, the Cowboys just when you thought they were actually good. Ah, they lose on national television. Was that more about the bad Cowboys or good Packers? And are the Cowboys even going to make the playoffs at this point? Plus, should Chiefs fans be worried about their team after their loss to the Colts? And Tom Brady showing sign of age? Possibly. Plus, the Ravens, the Raiders, and the Panthers. It is a packed NFL podcast that starts now. Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Friend, here on an NFL Monday. My goodness, a lot to get to. Let's waste no time. And how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Cowboys fans after the first three weeks, right? 3-0, and feeling good. Oh my goodness, we're going to win the NFC East. Oh my goodness, we're going to be playoff contenders. Oh my goodness, we might even make and dare we say win the Super Bowl. And then all that goes down the drain in two weeks. I mean, my goodness, you play the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins. You play nobodies the first three weeks. Then you play the Saints without Drew Brees, mind you, and the Packers. And you can kiss your Super Bowl hopes goodbye. There they go. Gone in the wind. They came and they went. Five weeks in and they are over. Because if you think this team really has a chance of winning the Super Bowl now after losing to, again, the Saints without the Drew without Drew Brees, the Packers the way they did, hell no, they're not. They're not even the best team in the NFC. They're not close. The Saints are better. The Packers are better. The Seahawks are better. They may not even make it to the NFC Championship game again. And yes, by the way, I'm wrong. I was somebody who came on here the first two weeks and said, I think Cowboys fans might actually have a reason to say it. But it turns out I was wrong and I've never been happier. Aaron Rodgers went from renting out AT&T Stadium to owning the damn thing. He's played there three times in his career. All three times he was the underdog. All three times he's won. And the Packers deserve credit. That's exactly why two weeks ago I said they should be considered true Super Bowl contenders. And they should get a ton of praise. But the bottom line is for the Cowboys, Dak turned back into what he was and always will be until proven otherwise. A game manager. The man had three interceptions. And I already hear the excuses. The first one was off of Cobb's hands and this, that, and the other. Go ahead with the excuses. Because he had another one that was overturned by a penalty. And he should have had two more on top of that. It was the most classic Cowboy game ever. I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm like... Holy cow, can it get more Cowboy? Because then, oh, all of a sudden, the Cowboys are going to give you hope. They got to give you hope. If the Cowboys don't give you hope, it's not a true Cowboys game. And sure enough, Cowboys in the second half, they look better. They end up getting within 10. And then all of a sudden, to have a chance, to have a little sliver of hope, they just have to make a 33-yard field goal. And then even though it's small, they have a sliver of hope. And they miss that too. And then after the game, the refs, the this, the that, the other. It doesn't matter. You haven't won a Super Bowl in 23 seasons. And guess what? You're about to make it 24. And Cowboys fans will say, Nick, it's so early. How can you say that? How can I say that? Have you seen your offense when they played legit teams? 
Have you seen him? Have you seen this team time and time again fail to step up in big spots? Have you seen this team's schedule? Have you realized the fact there's a very realistic chance, and in fact, I think they will end up being a wild card, which makes their path even tougher? That's how I can say it. So, just when you thought the Cowboys might actually have a chance, they prove you wrong. It never fails. They will prove you wrong. Cowboys fans, time and time again. Let's switch gears to the AFC, where the Chiefs lost to the Colts. Yes, the Chiefs lost. That's now breaking news. 19-13, they're now 4-1. Listen, the Colts deserve credit. A ton of it. And by the way, you look at that AFC South race, and they're going to be there. They're going to be a pest to those Texans. The Colts are going to be in a lot of close games. Pretty much all their games so far have been close. And I think once they get healthier on the defensive end, a lot of their tougher games coming up will be closer than possibly expected as well. And the game plan they derived against the Chiefs is exactly what other teams should follow. But Chiefs fans should not be worried. They should not be worried at all. Even a penguin falls down on ice occasionally. And first of all, the Chiefs were so banged up. Tyreek Kill is still out. Sammy Watkins left in the first quarter. And Mahomes was left throwing to salt, vinegar, sour cream, and cheese, and original out there. And Brian Pringle, okay, who was his first wide receiver. And oh yeah, when you add that on top of Mahomes, clearly not being himself after that ankle getting banged up. And therefore his mobility is gone. And on this offense and with his success, mobility is key. You put that together and it's understandable why they lost. Because that, by the way, with Mahomes, I'm at the point when he's healthy, he's the most talented quarterback of all time. I'm already there with Mahomes. And people are going to say, oh, Nick, it's so early in his career. How can you say that? What about Aaron Rodgers? No, most talented quarterback of all time. What we're seeing this kid do has never been done. The plays he's making out there, we've never seen made. Not even by an Aaron Rodgers. He is the most talented quarterback of all time in his second full season, period, end of story. Especially behind an offensive line like that, which, by the way, the mild concerns Chiefs fans should have stem from that offensive line. Because if they don't get their act together, especially next week versus the Texans, I mean, heaven help you. Then you have problems. But for right now... The only reason for the Chiefs to even worry a little bit is that AFC AFC race, rather, right? Because the Patriots 5-0, Chiefs 4-1. The obvious AFC championship game seems to be Patriots versus Chiefs. And you'd much rather have that at Arrowhead Stadium than in Foxborough. And now you're already a game back in that race. But besides that, no, banged up. It happens. They're still 4-1. I still think they'll rebound next week against the Texans. And then we'll all be singing their praise again. So, no. And by the way, the fact that they're we're even talking about this as a topic shows just how good the Chiefs are because obviously a couple of years ago we wouldn't be talking about them in this way. Let's talk about the Patriots, their major AFC competitor, because the Patriots beat Washington 33-7. to They're 5-0. and But I'm going to continue to say it. We know nothing about this team. And we will know nothing until they play the Browns in Week 8. How can we learn from them playing the Steelers, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Redskins, who have a combined record of 5-18? and 18? Can you tell me what I'm supposed to learn about this team from those games? 
Can you tell me? Because I'm still trying to figure it out. We haven't learned anything about this team. Yeah, their defense has looked good. Congratulations against no Sam Darnold against the New York Jets, against Joe Schmo for the Dolphins, against Joe Schmo for the Washington Redskins, against Big Ben, who a, was a shadow of himself even when he's healthy, and then against Josh Allen. Like, congratulations. The bigger concern if I'm the Patriots is, A, again, their defense still hasn't faced anybody, and B, I'm just going to say it, Brady has overall looked like a 42-year-old quarterback. He has. Even in not against great defenses, he's 12th in quarterback rating. He's 14th in yards per attempt. He's 22nd, and this is the most important one, in completion percentage. He's making bad throws. He had a terrible interception in this game. He's lucky it wasn't more. He's making decisions slower. And by the way, he's still an average quarterback, if not better. But the reality is, yes, and Patriots will call this a hot take. Hot take, I guess, then alert. Tom Brady's actually looking close to 42. So am I saying the Patriots aren't going to be very good and that they're going to be in the NFC Championship game facing the Chiefs? I'm not saying they're going to be anything but that. But if you don't have at least a little bit of concern about how they're going to look against their first real opponent in week eight, well, then you're a Patriots fan. Let's talk about one of the teams in the AFC competing with them. That is the Baltimore Ravens, who beat the Steelers in overtime. It took them till overtime, 36-23. to They're now 3-2. and And this is the most overrated team in the NFL after two weeks, and they're still the most overrated team in the NFL. You beat the Dolphins and the Cardinals. And everybody, oh, Lamar Jackson looking good. The defense looking good. This, that, and the other. And you can go back and listen to that that week's podcast. I said at the time, this isn't hindsight. I said at the time, wait until they play the Chiefs and the Browns they got just demolished by. And now you almost lose to a Steelers team without Delvin Hodges. Or with Delvin Hodges. Well, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Because until yesterday, 99% of NFL fans had no idea who the man was. Most importantly, your defense is looking nowhere near as advertised. You're allowing the third most yards per game, the most points per game in the NFL. And oh yeah, by the way, you just lost your starting safety, Tony Jefferson, for the season with an ACL injury. There's problems on this Ravens team going forward. They're not going to get magically cured overnight. Now, because of your division and because of the Browns looking the way they're looking, we'll see how they look tonight, you might still win the damn division. But you are significantly overrated. The second you played a team anywhere near your level and the Chiefs and the Browns, you lost. And then you almost lost to a team with their third-string quarterback yesterday. So, can we end the Raven-type talk? It should have never been started, but can we end it? Let's talk about the Panthers because uh, they might have quarterback controversy on their hands. When Cam Newton is healthy, the Panthers beat the Jaguars 34-27. They're now 3-0 without Cam Newton this year, and Cam Newton should be traded. Cam Newton should be traded. I, I literally said this two years ago, and I, I, I should have pulled up the tape, but if you literally want to go back and listen to my podcast for 2017, I said this. I said Cam Newton should have been traded then. He should have been traded last year. He should have been traded this year. You're not winning the Super Bowl with Cam Newton. You're not doing it. Yes, he beat the Texans last week without Kyle Allen. And Kyle Allen has actually looked pretty good. It's looked pretty good, dare I say. And oh yeah, by the way, 
he actually sounds like a leader. I know Panthers fans aren't exactly familiar with that idea of having a leader as their quarterback. Somebody who can set the example for the locker room and, and not make fun of you know anybody who's a female reporter and, and, and not make boneheaded moves off the field and on the field and, and all that and not act like he's five years younger than he actually is. I know Panthers fans aren't familiar with that, but Kyle Allen has actually looked like that and sounded like that. So yes, Kyle, Kyle Allen, there's reason for optimism there. But for me, this is way more about Cam Newton. If this doesn't let the Panthers know that they should move on, then my goodness, I don't know what. Well, I mean, really, if this if this does not let them know, oh yeah, hey, Cam Newton is not your future, then I, I guess they're just gonna hang on Tim for forever. So we'll see. He's still in a walking boot, so it'll be a while. But the reality is, there should be no consideration here for allowing him back. Let's talk about those Oakland Raiders because, my goodness, they beat the Bears in London 24-21. They're now 3-2 and two on the year. And Gruden, after such a rough first year and all the criticism, his teams looked pretty good. His teams looked pretty good this year. And they've lost to the teams that they're worse than, and they've beat the teams that they're better than, which doesn't exactly sound like a compliment, and I'm very well aware of that. But that is a significant and large improvement from last year. Now, let's not go overboard. Let's not start talking playoffs because they have to play at the Packers and at the Texans the next two weeks after their bye. So let's calm down on any playoff talks that we potentially have here. But they're looking better. They're looking better. And I asked the question, or the question written down is, are the Raiders for real? The Raiders are for real in what they are. They're, they're going to be a 7-9, 6-10, 8-8 team, somewhere in there. Probably now closer to 8-8 eight eight because of this 3-2 and two start. And there's reason for optimism. Absolutely. And can we stop the John Gruden firing talk? Because, again, man did not have a good first season, but I even said last year, can we slow down on firing coaches after one damn season? One damn season, we're going to fire people. Because now he's come back. Seems looked pretty good. And oh yeah, by the way, the team seems to be responding to him. So, they're not going to make the playoffs. Let's not go crazy, but they look pretty good. Or at least pretty good for what they are. And on that note, that is the podcast. But lots of announcements. First and foremost, four, four ESPN Plus games this week. All starting tomorrow night. Colgate takes on Cornell. Men's soccer um, it, it is going to be a good one. I will be on the play-by-play alongside Tara Lynch on the color, 7 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Again, Colgate versus Cornell. Also tonight, tonight, 9.30, ICTV.org or locally in upstate New York on Channel 16. A lot of you want to see me debate others. You'll get to see that opportunity and hold that thought. I'm a debater on that show every Monday, 9.30. Again, ICTV.org or locally channel 16 so that is what's coming up tonight and tomorrow night and then i'll be back on wednesday as always with another sports next show and podcast thanks for listening have a good night catch you on wednesday